0: for a single soul reaching up further and stepping in pros of cg and tv to welcome to living life finally after 37 chapters, we finally get to the moment what we were waiting for. God comes and finally speaks to Job. You know, all the earlier speeches, especially the speech that we read in the last chapter, it hinted, and we were able to anticipate this moment. You know, this is the high point of the book of Job. You know, Job longed for God to speak to him, and others have tried in many different ways to represent God on Job's case. But finally, finally, after all of that, the greatest moment, all of this tension built up, and finally God arrives. But God doesn't arrive in a whisper, no. We're told that he comes in a storm, not in softness, but seemingly harsh rebuke. The tables have finally now been turned. You know, Job was the one that was asking all the questions this whole time, but now God comes and presents his own questions to him. And he tells Job in verse 3, he says, Brace yourself like a man, I will question you, and you shall answer me. Bum, bum, boom, (laughs) boom. It's like the climax of the movie, right? Uh, So as we anticipate God's words to Job, uh, let's, with a humble heart, once again go back to the word, and let's read today's passage together.
1: Job chapter 38, verses 1 through 21. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place? When I said, This far you may come, and no farther. Here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning, or shown the dawn its place, that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light, and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. What is the way to the abode of light? And where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths to their dwellings? Surely you know for you are already born, you have lived so many years.
0: There's a classic saying, be careful what you wish for. You know, this is what Job's been asking for, for all of these many chapters, to be able to stand in the presence of God, to be able to present his case. And now finally, God is here. Yet Job is unable to yet present his case without first hearing from God himself. You know, God in today's passage explains all these things about who he is and who Job is actually not. And reminds Job and us that God, that he is not only our creator, but he's also the God of order as well, that he brings order to wherever he is. You know, the ancients, they viewed chaos as something very terrifying, uh, especially in the vastness and the emptiness of this world or the emptiness of the sea. Those things symbolize chaos, but with God, they knew that this chaos was gone and now there was an order to creation. And that's what God is presenting in today's passage. Not only is there an order that he has brought, but that he is in control of everything. That this whole world and nature, animals, everything, heavens and the earth, that everything works because he allows it to work, because he is God. The earth, the sea, the deepest, deepest depths, the netherworlds, whatever you want to call it, all of it, all of it is controlled by God. So what does that mean for us then? You know, children, if you ever talk with them, uh, they often ask the same questions over and over and over again. Uh, My daughter, actually, every evening, every night, she always asks me, are we going to have dinner today? My answer is always, honey, of course we're going to have dinner. Why wouldn't we? But inside, what I like to say to her is, Honey, did we not have dinner yesterday? Did we not have dinner two days ago? Did we never, ever have a day where we did not have dinner? You know, from the moment you were born until now, I guarantee you we've had dinner every day. Of course we all have dinner. Why do you ask me every night? But, you know, she asks me because, you know, there's a little bit of uncertainty in her head for some reason when she gets hungry. And because of that, she wants to ask me, even though it's the same thing every day. Ted, are we going to have dinner today? And I feel like that is our position with God here today. You know, God is here answering these questions that Job is constantly asking him. And God is finally here to answer, not to prove his existence to Job, but to show how foolish it is for Job and anyone else to actually question him or to box him in or to limit him in any certain way. That God has to be God according to our standards and our understandings. God is trying to break through all of that and saying, no, no, you guys should never do that. You know, as great as we know God to be, you know, we could praise him and worship him. It actually still pales in comparison to God who, you know, who God really is. That his power and his majesty and his glory is beyond our wildest, our wildest imaginations. So God is telling us, you got to continue to place our trust in him no matter what the situation. You know, in the wholeness of Job, we see all of these accusations are made against God and his policies, the way that he is. You know, we have Satan who says that it's bad policy for God, for righteous people to prosper. And then Job, on the other hand, is saying it's bad policy for righteous righteous people to suffer. You know, but now Satan has finally been answered. Job remained righteous. However, it's really hard for us to be able to properly give an answer to Job's question. And God doesn't really do that either. You know, this world, this universe that God created, this order that God allowed to rule this universe was not designed to protect Job and others like him from suffering, no. You know, because of the sin in this world, there will always be suffering. There will always be brokenness. It's, it's inevitable, no matter what. But what God is asking from all of us, and in this conversation with Job, is that he's asking for trust, not understanding. He's asking us to trust him, even if, even though it's difficult for us to truly understand him. And once we're able to get our mind to that, then and only then we could truly start to trust in God and his wisdom. You know, trusting in God's wisdom doesn't mean that, you know, only good things are going to happen to us. But it does mean that throughout all the situations that we'll continue to have our faith in Him, even though some of the why questions will not be answered. You know, God in His wisdom is willing to allow what will seem like injustice to us, perhaps for a greater purpose or greater glory. And even though we don't understand that, throughout every one of these situations, we need to continue to place our trust in Him. You know, we should not make the same mistakes as Job or his friends. We should never blame God for all these things that might happen to us in our world. But instead, we must always humbly, humbly look towards Him, keep our focus on Him in the good and the bad, and continue to place our utmost trust in our Lord, our God in heaven. watched the movie recently it was one of those superhero movies uh, and there was a villain there and then the, in the movie the villain lived for over a thousand years or something uh, even though he looked very young uh, one of the underrated jokes in the movie was when the villain uh, he looks across uh, against all the enemies that he has and he picks on the oldest looking guy on the other side and he says young man don't perceive to know more than i do i've lived 10 of your lives and it's just this ridiculous premise where this young looking man is screaming at this old guy on the other side. But uh, the end of today's passage, it actually reminded me of this line, of this scene. You know, we see in Job chapter 38, verse 21, we say, God say, surely you know, for you were already born. You have lived so many years. And he's saying this to Job. You know, Job represented the wisdom of this world. You now Job was a wise person, a well-respected person, and yet, What can he know in the presence of God? You know, the wisdom of our world, it lies in technology and progress and all of that. But once again, does it compare anything to the power of God? Of course not. You know, standing in the powerful presence of God, it should never dishearten us. We should never lose hope. It should be the other way around, even though we can't understand it. Even though there's no way that we will be able to understand the fullness of God's glory That should give us amazing, you know, just joy, amazing assurance because that God stands with us at all times. The God of the cosmos, the God of creation, the Alpha and Omega. God is always with us no matter what. How amazing is that? Let us all pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for giving us your word. Lord, there are many different times when we might not understand what's going on around in our world, But there are also many times when we don't really understand you, Lord. Uh, There's no way for us to understand the depths of your love, uh, how majestic and powerful you truly are, how merciful you have been to us. There's no way for all of us, any of us, to be able to comprehend even a little bit of that. And yet, Lord, you continue to pour out your grace and love onto us. Lord, help us to always hold on to hope. Help us to always, and no matter what situation that we find ourselves, to be able to worship you and find comfort and hope and joy in you, Lord. Lord, we thank you again for this day, and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) i <laughs>